This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. We're back! There it is! Yay. I think we stumbled into something. Yeah, what an idiotic idea. But whatever. Clap your hands, Jack Fritz, Elliot Shreparks. We are back. Um, and I can't believe we just did that. Yeah, listen, could be very dumb. Yeah. Could welcome be something. To, welcome to uh, a Sixers pie with a Phillies guy and an Eagles guy. Yeah, exactly. That was good, though. I like that. It reminded me of uh, Wolf on Wall Street. Yeah. Well, listen, as someone who is a big bit guy, like, we got to figure out how to bring bits into, <laughs> into multiple say, podcasts. You are very good, though, at thinking of... Uh, of bits. Thank you, buddy. I will say. Thank like, you, it is a very real talent. Well, the bit that for, I mean, the first bit of the podcast is obviously we're here to save the six. Well, it only took one episode. Yep. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> it fine. It did. Like, it really only did. Everything's fine. So, um, the big news and the reason why we wanted to record this podcast today is James Price Harden. Price no. Is Price and Stott <laughs> a grand slam <laughs> yeah. last night. The Phils are playing the Braves and, the, and made the biggest postseason. Yes. Philly moment in, in a while. It was awesome to meet all the Clap Your Hands fans at the game. <laughs> it was. It was like, it was oh my God. Cool. Yeah. Listen to the pod yesterday. <laughs> exactly. It really got me in the mind for. Yeah. for Phillies baseball and, and, yes. and Eagles football. Um, but obviously the, the big news out of Sixers land today and a big news out of camp, again, they're in Colorado. Still not totally sure why, but Dion talked to the team, so that's yes. good. I mean, I, I do actually have that in my notes, too. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, is oh, there's some breaking news, too. Really? Joel Embiid has decided who he's going to play for in the Olympics. Do you want to guess who? It was USA, Paris, and Cameron. You mean France? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I do. I yes, do mean that. I do mean that. I believe he chose France. He chose USA. Wow. Look at our boy. Look at this. <laughs> tell you what. More clapping. More clapping. More clapping. <laughs> Clap yes. your hands. Yes. Um, so that's exciting. Listen, and beat on the USA team is cool. And now, I mean, they they need a real big man. They, they've they've kind of gotten away with being a, a small ball team for a while. Yeah. Um, so, and beat on the USA team is going to be a cool little moment. Um, well, and look, that. That's obviously if you want to break down international play and their positional rankings, I agree with you on that. But, like, <laughs> the cool thing is he's going to be in the locker room with all the studs. Like, he's going to be in the locker room with all, like, the guys that you should be recruiting. Like, the exactly. people that we want to play for the Sixers. Like, look, if he was going to play for Cameroon, like, that would be cool. If that's what he wanted to do, I understand it. Playing for France would have been dumb. Like, let's just be honest here. Like, if you're going to pick one of the three, it's Don't go- be on the same team with Rudy Gobert. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a good point. But also, like, you live in USA and you were born in Cameroon. Like, they're, those are your options, yes. but whatever. I'm happy you picked USA. Good, well, good, good decision by him. I'm, I'm proud of him. Well, good decision. The, the 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 biggest thing is what you mentioned there, and the and the reason why it, I think he actually did choose USA is I don't think Joel's 
been a, a great recruiter in the last couple of uh, years. No, I think he's been a bad recruiter. Exactly. And um, and, and the one thing about that is, like, I, I think he I think he likes being the center of attention here in Philadelphia. I think yes. he likes, you know, it being his team. But what I think that sign the, a sign of that is is that he's realizing he needs real help. Yes. Um, and him going to USA, him being in the locker room with those guys, him like. Listen, I appreciate the villain role in sports. Like, I think it's good. I think it's fun. It mm-hmm. makes for a fun storyline. And, and I don't know if Embiid's like super well liked around the rest of the league because he's yeah. kind of the villain. Um, or in Philly. <laughs> this is a, but this is a good kind of breaking down the walls of that, letting the other stars know who he is, and hopefully next summer, summer after that, it leads to them being able to attract another star here to go with Maxi. Well, and to your point, to take it a step further, just the fact he's playing. Like he didn't have to play, Mm-mm. right? Like, like he could have definitely taken his summer off. And I think there was, and there, there could be an argument for this is a big guy, a lot of minutes on his body, like you know, midway through his career, if not more than midway through his career. Like, so the fact he's playing, I think, is a serious decision by him. And I think the fact that he's going to play with guys that he could then try to recruit. Because to your point, I think Joel on Twitter, like comes across as an unserious individual. I think in his real life, he actually is very serious. Like, he works hard and all those things. Well, I think it's really gone up the last three years. Yes. And so I think guys getting the chance to be around Joel, getting to know him personally, seeing his work ethic, all those things, like, I do think it'll be a positive. So, yeah. look, emergency pod. Emergency pod. The, and I think is, it's a very good call by Joel. And Bede's on the USA team. He's going to recruit. Who is the best player he's going to be able to get? Jason Tatum. Jason Tate. They work out together in the offseason. By the time this takes place, maybe things sour in Boston. Like, they already have. Now they have Drew there. Obviously, he's not a building block. No, but not. Jalen Brown just got his massive contract. Jason Tatum would be, I think, the first to leave Boston. Probably. Um, Anthony Edwards? Ooh, that's a really good one. Anthony Edwards is a very good one. Maxie, Anthony Edwards, and Joel would be sick together. I love Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I'm, I think, yeah, he's the man. I'm a big He, he has, Edwards like, guy. that... Uh, you ready for this? I don't know if you've heard this phrase. He's got like that Mamba mentality. Oh, does he? He's got that Mamba mentality. Is he a killer? Yeah, I think he's got that Mamba mentality vibe. Granted, the Timberwolves suck and always lose, but yes. I think he, well, he has that. Listen. He's like the version of Kobe where the Lakers were trash, but he was scoring a lot of points. Sure. That's, yeah. I mean, and there's no more, like Carl Anthony Towns spending his whole career as a Timberwolf. Feels right. Yeah, you know? it's where he belongs. But Anthony his Edwards. His natural next move is Sacramento. <laughs> Anthony Edwards will find his way out of there. And Agreed. He's, he's going to be a sixer. So, um, overall, I mean, that's that's big news, important news, and I'm yeah. glad that Joel and B decided to to be on the USA team. So, that was not the reason. It was not the reason. Why we were going to record this podcast. Why we want to record this podcast is that James, Char- James Harden uh, showed up. Skinny James. Skinny James showed up, apparently in great shape. I mean, Mark Jones said that he's been working out twice a day, starting at 6 a.m. So, I mean... I think he was working out the idea of being a clipper. <laughs> yes, I agree. But he is a he is at Sixers camp. He's not in a fat suit. Uh, Nick Nurse, while I don't totally believe him, said that he was you know in great spirits and yeah. being a leader and doing all this stuff. How does this play out? I mean, so, I mean, what does this mean to you? So in all seriousness, so I was in the Eagles locker room when I found this news out, and I was completely distracted for the final twenty minutes. Okay. I- I think this is awesome news. Like, I think this is – I understand the the Sixers right now are in a place where people are not going to celebrate good things happening. But James coming back – Harden, James Harden coming back and being in shape, like, I don't think it – I don't think it means nothing that the team tweeted out photos of him. I'll have to look back, but I think when Ben practiced last year, I'm almost positive they didn't tweet There's out There's no way they Yeah, uh, almost positive they didn't tweet out photos of him, like, uh, in practice – there was videos of him like running drills with teammates. There was video pictures of him like you know shaking hands with his coaches. He looked in great shape. I think he did look like actually skinny. I, 
I think James Harden is someone, and I can relate to this. Like in some pictures, you look like you're overweight, and others, it's like, oh, you're definitely not. I think the fat suit Harden thing was a bit of like just a bad photo. Yeah. But I thought he looked legitimately in great shape. Yeah. So he's here. It seemed like everything was fine. Tobias said that he thought um, James showed up with an attitude of like everything's going to be okay. Nick Nurse said he was. We're recording this at you know basically noon on a Thursday. That I believe they practice in two hours, so we'll see what happens there. But and there was a report that I guess he wants to keep the Sixers guessing on what he's going to do. Great, that sounds. But awesome. to me, that sounds like the last ditch effort to try to make a scene when he's not going to make it. Like keep him guessing. All right, so what? You're just going to play and be in here and be a good teammate, and at any point that could change. Like, yeah, we knew that that was going to happen. But he's here. He could not be here. We could be doing the next episode of this pod saying he's still not here and talking about how the vibes around the team are good and what. Like if he comes in and plays well and is in shape and is a good teammate, like that's the best thing the Sixers could ask for on multiple fronts. One being they're a way better team with James Harden, but two being if he's going to come in here and play well, like then maybe you do trade him for something. Uh, now, as we are evolving this bit, what kind of claps are you giving James Harden showing up to 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 training? <laughs> the camp? level of clap? Yeah, like if you could, if you could, what, what right. kind of of clap? I'm going to be completely honest. Like I'm a. See, here's like a, it's like a let's go. Like I've been doing a lot of this at the Phillies when people walk by and like, you know, do they like look at us in the uh, the, the radio fish booth? Bowl, yeah, yeah. Like it's a lot of like let's go those things. Yeah. Like that. That's how I feel. It's like they're back. Like the championship race is back on. So here's the, the kind of clap. I tweeted hashtag trophy. Here's the here's the kind of clap that I'm giving James Harden showing up. No. Oh. Why? I don't I don't want him there. No. Oh, I don't do you, I don't, do you mean you I don't, don't want, want James Harden. Why there. don't you want him? I there. want him away from the team. I don't want I, I I don't need him on this team next year. I understand that. Sure. Are, are, are they a better basketball team with James Harden on the team? I get that. But like I think this is acting. I don't think this is real. I think this is showing up trying to put on his best face, maybe saying I'm going to be okay. But there's no way, like, I would be, like, utterly shocked and floored if this just, he shows up, he plays the entire season out, there's no drama, and he's just, he's just James Harden. Unless, the only, the only caveat to that is if he, and this is going to, it's, it's like realizing you're not the same guy you used to be. Unless you realize there's not a huge market I think, out there. Well, but I think that's what happened. Like, th- this clip that keeps sticking in my mind, I can't remember if I brought it up on the last pod. But it's like Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, I think Matthew Barnes or Matt Barnes are talking. It's like a, I don't know if it's for a pod or something. It was probably, everyone's got a pod. Yeah, I think it was Matt Barnes' pod. And he's, they're talking and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce are basically both like, this dude has no more pool. Like, and they were saying like, you can do it once or twice, you can't do it a third time. And look, as media members, like analysts, fans, like we can all say that. But I think like a powerful alumni and NBA voice like Kevin Garnett saying it like means something. Like I, I don't think the players are on Harden's side in this case. I think his teammates like. I think James Harden's teammates like him. Yes. And I think they understand that if they feel he was screwed over financially, like they can, they can understand why that would blow. But I do, don't, I do not think the older NBA players are a fan of like him just bouncing around and always wanting out and not showing up. So, I think Harden showed up like. Because he has no other choice. If he, This is why I never thought he would come in and be a massive distraction. Because where else is he going to go? What else is he going to do? Is he going to tank his career over this? Like, there is a difference between, and I was talking to James Seltzer about this on the way into the Phillies game. Like, if you were going to write a, a, a top paragraph of James Harden's career right now, 
the trade demands would be maybe the last part of it, but the first part would be like top 50 player, multiple score, like one of the best scorers ever is all those things. If he would have came to Philadelphia, or Colorado, I guess just to say, <laughs> out of shape and like, you know, he's a bad teammate, he's throwing the ball around, all those things, I think that like it becomes part of his legacy. Like that gets moved up in like what James Harden is as like how you remember him as a player. And Daryl Morey, I think, was quoted as saying this, or it was a Yaron Wiseman story, which was a good read recently about mm-hmm. it, saying, like, James Harden's smart. Like, we can disagree with, like, how he does things, but, like, he's a smart guy. He's been in the league for a long time, and I honestly think he's picking up on that. Like, this is not going to go well for him if he does the whole fat suit thing again. Well, and, and Philadelphia, and, you know— He can't I, do it here. Right? Well, but I also think that, you know, Daryl Morey is—he is, is he doesn't seem offended. Like, he, I think there's a little part of him that's a little hurt by— Definitely. Obviously, James Harden saying that, but he's not gonna like panic move over it. Right. So he's gonna wel- like Daryl Morey would be smart if he, if this if he wants to repair this relationship, just welcome back with open arms and like like yeah. you know and, and just kind of say you, you're you still have a home here. You know what I mean? Like yeah, come out say this is your home. Like I I know we had a tough off season. Have a, maybe a sit down meal. Maybe go to the the Aaron Rodgers retreat or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. Go to the dark room together for a few days. Yeah, and, and, and figure this whole thing out if if that's how this is gonna work. But I just. I don't trust him. Like I just don't trust James Harden, and I think he is smart. I think I think all that stuff. Right. But I don't. I, I, again, I'd just be very surprised if he just shows up and all of a sudden n- nothing happened this offseason. Everything's fine. And but it seems like that's what happened. Like you can say you don't think it's going to happen, but it seems like that's exactly what happened for right now. For, and, and but it, don't you think the initial impression was going to be his best shot? Like when Ben does, showed up. I, but when Ben showed up, it was ugly right away. But how does it go from? How does it go from? He's going to make this painful. He's going to make this awful. To like. Eh, I'm here. Well, like, I don't look. Did he have like a change of heart on his well, flight to Colorado? Said, everyone said all summer Dame was going to not play for anybody but Miami, and he was going to not show up, and he was going to. And now he's like in Milwaukee. By the way, not practicing for what it's worth, but because he's injured. But like now he's in Milwaukee, like taking pictures in a Bucks jersey, saying how excited he is to be in Milwaukee. Like I, I agree with you that the not trust factor with James is at any point he could change his mind. I agree with you. But he has a. It appears his initial first decision in person was, "I'm going to be a good teammate," well, and I think that's all you could ask for. And he, and if if he is as smart as we are saying, he should. Yeah, I mean, like he, he they like, need each other. Like he hundred percent should. And I guess the one thing about him coming back and and not trading him for the spare parts of the Clippers, and why I'm still in that camp is like, is this a one year thing? Or are you building this thing? Like, is James Harden going to play for a year and then go hit the free agent market again? Like, I just. The, but the, do you need that from him? What? I, I don't know if I need, like, James Harden to be playing in a sick— Look, ideally you want—and I understand from a fan's perspective— like, you want the person that puts on that jersey to feel like they're, like, indebted to the franchise and that they love the—like, I get that. But, like, I don't know. I think Embiid feels that. I think Maxie feels that. I, I don't know if I need Harden, Danny like— Danny Green. Yeah, Danny Green, exactly. Um, Who ripped, I, ripped the fans, yes. Yes, you, yeah. That He's managed to completely just gloss over that, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, never brings it up. Forgotten about it, yeah. Um, I don't know if I need Harden feeling, like, bought in on the project. I just need him to play really hard-wise here. And I think but he's he going to do that. <laughs> he did it. He but was he, at practice. He did almost everything. He could have showed up with a bad hamstring. He could have showed up and been like, I'm here, but I'm not going to practice. Like, Ben, but how ben long does run that, drills. How long does that last? That's my thing. It's like, yes, for the first day, great. I'm glad you showed up, James. But, like, are you here or are you not? Are you just putting on a good act because you want the Clippers to say, oh, look, he's changed. Like, I don't think a guy can change this. But I, this. I guess what I don't – like, I don't care if it's an act. 
if he's going to come into practice, play hard, and play hard in the games, I don't care if he goes home and is like, you know, like F Daryl Morey. Like I want to, like he can do whatever he wants emotionally. I think he's realized he needs to play hard. And look, in three hours, this could be the most foolish podcast ever because he could not be practicing. I'm just saying. What, what if we get like mid pod the hamstring? He's, yeah, he's out, that we'd have to just <laughs> change the whole. My clap would change. Yeah, I think go. Yeah, yeah, it would be a more of like a silent uh, clap. But I mean, he has shown up. Like, you, like he's doing it. He has shown up. He is practicing. He, it's what you. It's what for everyone a, thought wouldn't happen. But for a day, like it, it's but a the day. day is the first part. Like, think again. Think about Ben. Why Simmons. didn't he go to? Why didn't he go to media then? Probably didn't want to talk about it. Well, grow up. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's okay. I don't disagree. You but... can't do this whole, like, I'll say Daryl Moore's a liar all the time. All right, look, let's let's think about Hassan Reddick, right? Hassan Reddick didn't come to offseason workouts, was unhappy with his contract, right? Like, Well, he was... lives very far away. It's hard, yeah, for, it's hard for him to get here. But, like, now, and we did this on the radio and on Go Birds, and I thought it was going to this is going to be a distraction. This is going to be a problem. Like, no, not really. Like, He's not playing great, which is not ideal, but it's not been a problem. So I just think, like, Harden Harden only has so many cards to pull, and it just feels like he's decided he's not going to do the nuclear thing. If his biggest threat at this point is I'm going to keep them guessing, like, I got news for you, buddy. Like, we're guessing about Joel, too. Like, this whole team is a question mark. This is not, like, a sure thing. Like, the Sixers will probably win 50-plus games, but outside of that, like, who knows how this season's going to pan out. So – I, if the, if his biggest threat at this point is I'm going to practice, I mean the dude showed up to Colorado in custom made sneakers of the of the uni- university they're practicing at. Like this was like he was coming to play. This wasn't he just showed up. So I maybe just, you know what it might have been, Elliot. You know what it might have been. What I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tap into your emotional uh, side because I you know I'm, I'm I want to do that. I need yeah. to find. I well, need I'm to an fi- emotional dresser. So. I need to find your emotional side. Okay. Maybe maybe just maybe. <laughs> He listened to what Deion Sanders told the team. He might. And he said, you know what, Deion? You're right. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to give it my all. Deion did it again. For these 82 games. Yes. And I'm not going to give up in game six and seven. And I'm going to I'm gonna but, be the best version of D- James Harden that I can be. Yeah. Maybe. I, maybe, I, maybe Deion. What if at the end of this season, there's a parade down Broad Street, and you're going to be leading it because yes. you, all the flat- I'll get a Sixers ring. You'll get a Phillies ring. Exactly right. And Dion will get a uh, a ring as well. And Howard Askin is not allowed. Yes, he will um, not be allowed at the parade. He will not be allowed at the parade or to ask questions to anyone right. ever again in Sixers camp. At the end of this whole thing, if Dion Sanders is the one that saves the Sixers, I mean— Former Cowboy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean— it, it, it sounds like a, what, a fitting end to this. What'd you thing. think of them talking to Dion? Uh, it's smart. I liked it. It's it cool. Listen, I, it was the biggest deal in so, sports. You're in Colorado. So I mean, it was the biggest deal in sports. But Bryson Stott had a grand slam last night. Yes, that's um, a good point. <laughs> no, yeah. but with Dion, so I didn't full, like. I didn't realize how unbelievable like a motivator he is. But every single freaking speech I hear from him, I'm like, you know what? He's I'd amazing. Sign up for that guy. Yeah, he's unbelievable at it. He even brought up Embiid versus Jokic, which I thought was like a power move. Good. Like to do it in front of Embiid, in front of everybody, good. and be like. I want to see you versus Jokic. Like that's a, that's an alpha move by by Dion to do to to Joel. Well, Dion's an alpha, and I, again, like I, we talked last pod about how Embiid kind of morphs into whoever his like star yes. is around him. Remember Animorphs? You might be too young. For I that. do never not mind. remember. Animorphs. Okay, never mind. The only, I, honestly, the only thing I was thinking of when we brought that up was you never watched How I Met Your, How I Met Your Mother, did you? I did. Okay, well, how Robin would just change with her boyfriend. Oh, yes, I forgot about that plot line. Like that. I did like that show. I loved How I Met Your Mother. So I'm surprised. That had to have been before your time. It uh, was, like, roughly before my time, I think. No, How I Met Your Mother was, like, mid-2000s. Like, I watched the— Yeah, but I was, like, 13 when that was happening. No, 
No, you weren't. It, 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 Mid 2000s? It started in 07. I was born in 87. So I was like 15, 16 in 2005. No, you weren't. Okay, if I was born in 87. Wait, hold on. All right, 1987 to 2000 is 13 years. Okay. Okay. So my mid teens, I would say, is like 15, 16. Okay. So, oh, all right. So 05, I was in fifth grade. Okay. 05, I was. But in 07. 05, <laughs> I graduated middle school in 06, I'm pretty sure. Good. I think. Okay. <laughs> that or college. All right. But okay. But by the time that I got to college, right? Like, I could I could rewatch all the seasons on Netflix. That's the point I'm making is. I did not watch live until yes, the final season. I don't think season. I did either. It's the point. I, I, I watched the whole thing, but I don't remember, like, tuning in Tuesday at 10 to watch it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we I do miss the days of like tuning in. Like I was a big appointment 20, TV. I was a big twenty four guy. So oh, I loved twenty four. I was a huge. I watched that guy. all the time growing up, and it, I I think I watched that live too. Actually, of course, Monday nights at nine. Remember, like the like dun dun. Oh my god. Dun, dun. Well, and the, and the phones. I always remember the phones. Yes. Like like I could just tell it was a what great it was. show. I loved. I'm trying to think how many seasons were good. Well, so the first like the first four were unbelievable, and then it got stupid because it was like, how's he getting across the. City yes. in like five minutes. So I, 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 this is obviously a dumb question, but the whole premise was it was twenty four hours. Yes, right? it has saved the world in twenty four hours, essentially. Wow! In retrospect, that seems extremely undoable. Well, imagine how tired Seltzer would be. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> imagine him the day after he saved the world in twenty four hours. Is he sleeping? Does he get a nap? He comes into work on Tuesday. Like you won't believe it. I've been up for twenty four hours <laughs> saving the world. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me put some cuts in the system. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, because like it was twenty four episodes in a season. Yeah, one an hour. Yeah. I, huge. Like Monday, the the Tuesday after twenty four on Mondays. Like it was basically like reacting to a sporting event. Yes. At the lockers. I did love that show. I love twenty four. But yeah, how about your mother? That's all I thought of when we were talking about the morphing into who they are. Yeah. Was Robin and how she changed with her with their boyfriends. So it's good bad it's good uh the good uh, T V show knowledge. Yeah, it was out of you. really. It was um, like uh the hammer with West Wing. Exactly right. So uh I mean the hardened news, we'll see how practice goes today. I I hope he's out there. The Dion I think he will be. I think that I think the, the Dion bump hopefully got through these guys. Like I'm not like while I'm skeptical of James Harden, I'm not rooting against James Harden. Like I, I loved what I saw from him last year. Not, don't, yeah. don't give me that face. No, you're giving okay. me that face. Uh, here, uh, let me take it back. I think like I just, I'm, I'm skeptical of James Harden. Yes, if that's fair. I'm not. I, I hope he goes. Honestly, out. I think you are where a lot of people are. Is like you want the Sixers to win, but like I don't think you feel an attachment or an excitement about James Harden. No, right. and, and I and but I, I feel more of that. I, I was guess, is where I'm different. I was starting to get excited about a Maxi and Bead, and like just yes. go see how good you are. I think there's something exciting about. There that. There is something exciting about that. So uh, obviously, if, <laughs> if there's any more news coming out. Um, with Harden, we'll be back to react to it all. But before we end this episode, and I have actually a cool observation I have. Okay, so we'll get to that after this. But I want to I want to ask you this question, okay? okay? And I need your honest gut it's feel. All, it's all you get because I I was thinking about this as we were talking with Joel Embiid and and being on the USA team. Right. Is Joel Embiid on the USA team more about finding his next star here, or is it about finding his new home? I don't think it's about finding his new. I don't either, but I don't. but there's don't. definitely a part of me that's like, okay, now he gets to be on the USA team with Steph. So here, he gets to, and Steve Kerr's his coach, and like the Golden State Warriors like right. culture thing they have out there, and if he's looking for his best chance to win a ring, like I'm, I'm starting to have that a little bit of fear in the back. So of my head. I think what the real answer is, like, if I had to pick of those two, I think it would be about finding a teammate. But I do believe the real answer he's doing it is because like he wants to win something. <laughs> I honestly, I, I think it's like a legacy thing for him. I think he thinks if he goes and he wins a gold medal, that's like good for his legacy, like his Hall of Fame case, which he probably is already in it. He's already, he's a lock. I agree, but I'm just saying, 
I think winning a, an Olympic medal, I think he views as like a you know a feather in his cap. I would say 75% of me believes it's about finding a new star with him here. But I think there's a 25% chance he's walking into this thing like, let me see. I just don't think he would have to do that. I, I think if Joel decided he wanted to leave, he could go wherever he wanted. Yeah, but also you – But it, I guess you get to see the guys. Well, you get to know the guys. You get to, you get to know them way more. Like, like how does this guy tick? Do, do we right. get along? Do we vibe on the court? Like, yeah. I think that stuff matters. Like, you, you can't – Replicate that by talking at Drew Hanlon's. Well, like, here's the camp. other part of it. Like we look at it from a Joel perspective, other players now get a chance to recruit Joel. Like Joel well, might not, saying. but Joel might not go into it being like, like you know, he's not going like a dating show where he's like looking around. I know. But- I'm saying, but I think that now, like, it, there's two sides to the coin of recruiting. And and I do think that there's a part of him in the back was that like, well, let's see what, he, see what's out there. He's also clearly the next star that's like most likely to get dealt. Uh, probably. I don't know who else it would be. Like Anthony Edwards, I guess, if you want to qualify him as a star. I mean, Zion, he if he counts. Zion doesn't count. Zion's a fake player. <laughs> Zion, like, I, I said this, I this was before you, but, like, I would not trade Tobias Harris for Zion. Uh, I think his contract could end up being, like, a deb- like a John Wall level debilitating contract. I'm I'm not I've never been a huge Zion. Yeah, and he's hurt all the time. Yeah, uh, John Morant. I mean, we'll see if he could get. I mean, he, yeah, that's a good one. He might get moved. Um, but yeah, I just it, it the the Embiid USA thing. Like, if you're just looking on the surface, like, oh, cool, he's playing for USA. But there's a lot of there's a lot to it. There's a lot of layers to it. It's a big move for him, especially for someone that only has so many minutes on those legs that yeah. he's deciding to do it. Like, he clearly there's a reason he is doing this. It's not just like, oh, I'll do it for fun. Right. Um. All right. <laughs> What kind of clap are we giving the Joel Embiid on the USA team? Uh, I'm gonna give it like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Like, 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 welcome to the so team. So, just for some <laughs> distinction here, for Harden, I was like, let's go. Yeah, the people are gonna love or hate this. By the I, way, I know. Like, I don't this know. Is, this is either gonna be like terrible in your headphones <laughs> or like, because people sometimes complain where Jam does that. Yeah, this is gonna be a loud. Oh, James is a big like clap into the mic. Yes, every, but every... I think I'm like, a, all right. All right. It's kind of like I'm good with that. I'm glad I'm for the USA. That. I do have my guard up of like why. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. Um. Here's my observation. Yes. That I had. So I I'm sure you haven't seen this. And so tell me if you love it or hate it. While the Sixers are practicing, Nick Nurse is playing noises over the speaker that dict that like react to the play. So like apparently when they score, they're you know like the Mario sound of like bloop or whatever like. That they, he plays that noise while they're scrimmaging, and if like when they're playing defense, I guess he's playing like Eagles noises to like spread your wings. Oh jeez! <laughs> so I hate it. Okay, obviously, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's where I figured. You were. Like obviously hate it. Like there, how is that preparing you for Boston? And like, I hope I wasn't tricked. I mean, I read this in a legit article. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I think I think play, you should be able to say, hey. Get long here without having to, it's like— It's kind of Chip Kelly-ish. Like, not to compare it, but, like— Dude, he is—like, Nick Nurse talks just like Chip Kelly did. He does, you're right. Now, he has had way more success, and I'm way more—well, I was a big Chip guy. <laughs> so but, I. but I was, I was a huge sucker for Chip. Yeah. But I said last pod, like, I think he has either a chance— Like, there's only two outcomes for Nick Nurse. Either he's the best coach in franchise history, or he's Chip Kelly. I just wonder—so I think Chip's big downfall was, like— People treated like he treated people like college kids. I just wonder how James Harden feels. He shows up. He's like already a little like you know. yeah, exactly. And he, he makes a bucket. And it's like bloop. <laughs> yeah. Like what are we playing a video game? Yeah, exactly. Like it could be really like Maxi probably he loves did, it. Dude, Maxi they, is probably like they had to go to the Aaron Rodgers darkness thing. 
Who? How do you come up with that idea? And why is it the Mario one <laughs> I, on top of a mushroom? Dude, by the way, I'm telling you, like it is. All right, last question for episode. Yeah. Do you think James and Maury talked at the facility? No shot. That's awkward. It's of course it's awkward. This whole thing's awkward. Yeah, I, I think. Like, I think that. All right, now how about this? If you're Maury, you're in the gym, and James is like, you know, on the other side of the court. Like you have to be the bigger man and go up to him, right? Daryl Morey has to be the grown up in the room. Yes, I agree. If Darryl, he wants, like, Daryl has to go up to him. Like, if you want to give him a day, but eventually Daryl has to go up and be like, James, like, I'm really happy you're here. I'm sorry this has happened, but like, you know what I need from Daryl Morey? I need the hug that he gave him when he got off the plane. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could backfire. <laughs> I wouldn't have any cameras around. Well, could you imagine? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or at least someone that you trust will not do anything with the footage unless it's good. But could you imagine he goes in and James Harden just dead fishes him? Oh, you know, that's what I mean. Like it could be very bad, yeah, but I do. It's think, like an ass out hug. But I wonder if Daryl has it in him to do it. He, I don't think he does. like. I think Daryl Morey likes kind of this whole, you know, Twitter, social media. Yeah. Like, ooh, you don't know what I I'm going to do. Too. Yeah, grow up. That's my that's my main message. Is grow up. Be the bigger man. If you truly want James Harden here, you want him to be a part of this core. I you agree. have to welcome him back with I open agree. arms and and try to make this as much of a salvageable yes situation as you can. Yeah. So look, James did his part. For being completely honest, James showed up. James showed up. I agree. Now it's on Daryl to like fix this. Yeah, and we'll see how good of an actor James Harden is if he can. <laughs> yeah, yes. If he can act like a. I wonder what the party <laughs> scene's like in Colorado. Probably. Well, I just, I don't know. Does James seem like a weed guy to you? Uh, James Harden, to be clear. Seltzer, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I can't. T- I think he's, he's obviously now a wine guy because I think he's yeah he's he, a big wine guy. I think he's moving past like the probably the hard liquor phase. I don't know. Yes. If he, do you think he's a Miller Lite guy? Well, he does win a lot. He does win, he a, does lot. win a lot. <laughs> All right, Elliot, uh, I guess we'll be back if yeah, we'll be back any more point. Harden. Yeah, something will happen. News break. Probably like 7 o'clock tonight when he's traded the Clippers and is, you know, tweeting more is like a some name I don't want to say. Yeah, the Clippers are the Clippers say, oh, he showed up and he's practicing really hard. Yeah. Now he it's looks time. skinny in the photo. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's give up Terrence Mann. We'll put him yes, in the field the now. The clap will not be high on the next one. If, uh, well, it will be for me. Yeah. Or James Harden will be high. Yeah. One or the other. Right. I almost said 215-592-9494. That's not how this works. This is a podcast. You can't react to it until you listen to it. If you enjoy us clapping during the podcast, and yeah. rate it. let us know. Let us know. And thank you to everyone listening to the first episode. Yes, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah. Hopefully. And uh, yeah, we can't wait. We'll, we'll yeah. be back to record as, as soon as any kind of news breaks. So for Elliot Shore Parks, for Jack Fritz, this is Black Panther.